Welcome back to Duskwall. As always, thank you so much for joining us. I want to give a special hello to any new fans who are joining us after our Thirsty Sword Lesbians bonus episodes. It's great to have you here. If you're enjoying the show, whether as a new arrival or a longtime fan, please consider leaving us a review. Reviews make us happy and help even more new folks find the show. Next, Kim is going to tell us about this month's featured charity. With the 2020 U.S. presidential election just weeks away as of this recording, we thought it best that this month's featured charity be a voting rights organization. Common Cause has a pro-democracy agenda that has been working towards expanding voting rights, modernizing the voter registration process, ending gerrymandering, and advocating for the abolishment of the Electoral College. To learn more about what they do, visit commoncause.org and visit commoncause.org donate to support their mission. There is so much on the line in this election and our voices need to be heard. We urge all of our U.S. listeners to get themselves registered, be informed, make a voting plan, and vote early if possible. Together, we can turn the tide this November. Thank you. A week from today is Election Day in the United States. At this point, I have no idea what the intro to our next episode is going to sound like, what I'll have to say to everyone. But for now, it's this. Please vote if you can contact your representatives, and push for change in your communities. And above all, stay safe and don't give up hope. No matter what happens, we're staying in the fight for a more just, equitable, and truly free world. Now then, let's get started. Shall we? And then everybody wakes up, you break camp, and you set out for day two. Uh, So let's get another... Uh, group action for for your your second day of your journey. This day won't be the the full lengthy hike. You'll probably get to your target around midday, but you are going to be in a risky position for this roll. Okay. Okay. I'm fine on stress, so I don't mind leading again. Okay. And this is going to be a group prowl. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Got a four. I got a six. I got a six and a one. Okay, so six, and you don't take any stress. Nicely done. So despite that kind of unsettling start to the day, you know, again, it's, you know, nothing is really aggressively coming after you uh, as you make your way through the hills. And at some point you come up a hill and you can see uh, the, the town that you're supposed to be heading towards on on your map. Um, you can kind of match it up to to the ruins. And from that, you're able to navigate to um, this estate that, that Skurlock had talked about. Um, the estate isn't actually in the town. It's a little ways outside of it. Um, it is uh, kind of built up on, on a hill. It has a, a kind of oddly familiar looking like wrought iron fence around it. Like the style seems not very similar, but more similar than you would expect. Uh, to to the style of like uh, wrought iron fences you see now, huh. it is badly rusted and and collapsed in many places. The house itself is a a style that you haven't really seen before. I think that like out of character, it's kind of a like almost like a Roman villa style. So it's got a lot of like open. Hmm walkways and pillars and there'll be like a central 
courtyard once you get in there. Large parts of it are collapsed. You know, walls and roofs have caved in. And there's, you know, a handful of, of dead trees either still standing or have, have fallen over. And yeah, this seems to be the place. Well, on the plus side, if we burn this one down, no one will get mad at us. <laughs> I don't know why that got me, but it really got me. I mean, like, listen, last time we went to a mansion in the Deathlands, it didn't work out good. Yeah. I mean, so long as something that's, you know, living here is, you know, predatory and or aggressive, then yeah, probably. Crossing fingers for no harvesters. Hmm. So yeah, how how do you want to approach this situation? By not splitting up. <laughs> Strong start. <laughs> I approve. Yeah. I know it looks abandoned, but would it be helpful to look into the ghost field to see, to make sure that there's like no life signatures around here? Can't hurt. Because of the, the six you got on, on your previous roll, you're back to a controlled position. Uh, if okay. you wanted to roll a tune. Yes. To, to see what you can see. Okay. That's a, that's a six. Okay. So Blair, you, you slip on your spirit mask and look at this place. And wow, is it a good idea that you looked before you started walking forward. There are, you can see, uh, a number of spirits kind of, you're, you're, you're still a little ways out. They haven't noticed mm -hmm. you yet, but there's a lot of spirits drifting around within kind of the, the bounds of this place. And you can see as you're looking at the central estate itself, there are, they remind you of the kind of like security wards that people would set, but you can't tell if these uh, were made a really long time ago, or it, it almost looks like they're written in like not exactly another language. It's like if you're trying, you know, if, if us today are trying to read like Middle English or Old English, mm -hmm. right? You can, you can recognize a word here and there and you can be like, oh, I see how this word became this one over the centuries, but like you, you can't a hundred percent understand it, but exactly. you get enough of a gist to be like, this is some kind of defensive words. And there's, it's, it's hard to make out beyond all these wards, but you're pretty sure there's some more spirits within the estate. So, yeah, this is kind of an occult minefield. Okay. Um, I think at the side of that, Blair slides off her spirit mask and is like, might want to rethink your burn-it-all-down plan, Manx. The place is loaded with ghosties. Ah. Perhaps we might be able to figure out our destination before entering? We'd have to get closer, and they'd probably notice us. And it is near certain that they must be mad by this point. Because if we can find one at least a bit lucid, we may be able to talk them into helping us. I can talk to any ghost. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about if they'll listen. I think that may be our best our best chance. It'll be much harder to hide from them, and we need time to look for what we need. Yeah, so you're just gonna, like, stroll up to the fence? 
<laughs> How yeah. are you gonna? Okay. So the the ghosts, as you're kind of looking at the ghost field, they have clearly been dead a very long time. The longer that a spirit's been dead, the uh, sort of less de- detailed and defined that it is. You know, something that's recently dead or that's able to hold on to its 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 mind and its personality continues to kind of look how it did in life. There will be, you know, facial features and hair and clothes and, and things. These are just humanoid smudges. You can't tell anything about them other than they were people at one point. And as you get close, let's see how many notice you. Three of them that had kind of been clustered together, drifting around, see you let out unholy shrieks and rush towards you. What would you like to do, Blair? I was thinking about rolling consort, but I have a higher command, so I think Blair, I'm going to have a roll command. I want to look up the, the text on, on your ability real quick. Oh, yeah. Remember, technically, it's it, it's on my sheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a... It's a slide. Oh, I have it. I can read it to you, Ray. God damn it. We literally just said it's a slide thing, and I clicked on the Whisper playbook. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Ghost voice, right? Yes. You gain potency. So that means you're you're operating at increased effect. So you'll you'll be this is gonna be risky greater effect. Okay. But I mean it helps a little. Um got double fours. Okay. I think that uh, tell me what Blair says. Let's start there. Hmm. I I think she just starts off with, like, stop. Yeah, and they, like, weirdly just do that, kind of drift to a halt about ten feet away from you. You seem to have their attention still. Um, Mm -hmm. They're kind of flickering a little bit. Hmm. I don't know that you've ever interacted with ghosts that are as old as these probably are. Probably not. Nobody has really lived out here since the first months, maybe year or two after the cataclysm. Right. Um, so do you do you say anything else, or have you, you just are like telling them to stop for right now? No, uh, Blair continues. She's just going to look squarely at all of them and just be like, you are not here to feed on any of us. I know you've been here for a very long time, and I can offer you peace if you let us pass. I think, I got to think about the consequence here. I know what the consequence is going to be, but it's not going to manifest just yet. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Let me write this down so I don't forget when it becomes relevant. But for the moment, these these three ghosts kind of continue to hover there about 10 feet away, flickering a little bit, and then they will drift away. And there's there's a number of ghosts out here, like probably at least 12 probably more than that, but the grounds are also very expansive. So mm-hmm. these three were the ones closest to you. You can safely walk up to a section of the house without running into any others. I think Blair, it, um, she's actually a little bit suspicious by this. She's going to look around over her shoulders and she's like, they didn't even get to hear my deal. Something's not right. Perhaps they are too far gone to think it through. Maybe. I don't know. Although, to be frank, it almost seems like the ghosts here are patrolling. They're protecting something. I just hope it's not something that we're here for. <laughs> I was about to suggest that maybe we find where they're thickest, and that's what we're looking for. Great. I have a sinking suspicion Myra is correct. 
I don't have enough powder to get rid of all of these ghosts, if that's what they want. I have to think of something else to offer them, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, it, you're up closer to the house now if you want to kind of give it a, a closer look um, to, to take a look at these wards, maybe see what might be inside. I'll roll a study to take a look around. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Are you, you know what, we'll, we'll see what you get and I'll, we can decide if you look into the ghost field any as well. Okay. Effects? Oh, yeah. That's a thing that happens here. Uh, <laughs> risky, risky standard. Okay, that's a five? Yeah, I think kind of between a sort of a, a visual inspection and a, a ghost field inspection, this place is warded to hell and back. You're pretty sure that if any of you tried to walk in the bounds, there's places where the wards are still standing, but the walls are not, which is like you can kind of see the, the outline of what this place used to be in the ghost field. If you tried to walk through without disabling these wards, uh, you're not sure what would happen because you can't really read the wards as clearly as, as you would modern day ones, but you're pretty sure it would be bad. <laughs> yeah. Now that you're closer, there's not, you, you can also see that there's not really as many inside as you thought. There's like a couple of these spirits drifting around and then further in um, that you can't really see, there seems to be like a brighter light in the ghost field. You're not sure if it's an artifact or, you know, some kind of other occult entity. Mm -hmm. But that's I think that's what you get. And the complication, we're going to start a clock. The estate's owner finds you. Zero out of four. Uh, who's the owner? We don't know. Great question. <laughs> Three. Lord Skurlock did not provide that information to you. He just said that there was a woman who owned this estate who had a big collection of stuff. Oh, great. Okay. Um, Blair, do the wards need to be disabled? Blair thinks it over and she's like, I mean, we could, but it wouldn't be easy. We could work together on it. Okay. I think we all have some amount of experience with this. All right. Well, if you're up to it, then I'm down. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> all right, so that sounds like a group of tune. Yeah. Um, who's going to lead? Um, I can do it. I still have plenty of stress to spare. Okay. Um, so this is going to be risky reduced effect because, like, I think, you know, Minx and Myra, as you two look into the ghost field as well, have never seen wards and runes like this, so it's just going to be a lot harder to figure out how to take them down properly. Um, can I push to increase our effect? Uh, yeah, I think we've done that before. Okay. Yeah, I will take the stress to do that. Okay. So it'll be risky standard. I got a one. Oof. One, two, six. <laughs> six. Okay, damn. So you'll take one point of stress, Blair. Okay. How do you think that you figure out, because I, I think we've talked about kind of what it looks like when the three of you do this sort of the, the group magic thing. How do you think you, you, you go about figuring this out? Is it kind of a, do you test things? Is it just gut instinct? What does this, this look like? I like the idea of it being a gut instinct thing, but I'll also 
open it up to you two. What do you think? Well, I think Minx for her part, like, ends up kind of being emotional support. <laughs> <laughs> I think Myra's, like, helping by analyzing what she can make out. I I really like that idea that Myra is being very logical about it and, and Minx is just kind of lending emotional support as Blair is the one that's actually, like, taking them down. That's a really nice Triforce shit. Minx went into this like, okay, I've got more skill in this and I've taken down some wards before with help. Let's do this. Nope, I have no idea what I'm doing with these old runes. You can do it, everyone. I'm I'm here and I'm helping. Yeah. <laughs> Blair, you you with with the support of your friends, you're able to just kind of make a hole in the wards. Um and and nothing bad seems to be happening. None of the ghosts freak out. You don't see anything moving inside. And the three of you are able to slip in without any problems. I'm waiting for that consequence to happen. You got a six. There's no, no consequence. No, I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about oh. the consequence I have set aside for me. Oh, yeah, no. I know when that'll drop. You've got time. <laughs> so I think uh, you, you've come into, you can't really tell what any of these rooms used to be. They're, they're so ruined. Um, this was a larger room. You're guessing probably not a bedroom, but other than the fact that it's large and had a lot of windows, you can't really make much else out. Um, what what does kind of strike you as, as you cl- climb in here, this is, I think, the point where you're able to see the central courtyard. You can see, like, so there were the windows looking out. That's probably what you climbed in through uh, in the physical wall. And then windows looking in into this this courtyard in the middle where... There's a lot more dead trees. There's these kind of winding stone paths. There are ponds. Like, they're dried out now, but it looks like they were... Like, the way that they're shaped, they're not, they're not natural. It looks like people, like, built these here. That's not a thing that happens very often. And there's, uh, towards the back, this, uh, like, large, perfectly rectangular hole in the ground that is six to eight feet deep. Whole thing is covered in tile. It's like this big rectangle box in the ground. We would recognize this as a swimming pool. Oh. Obviously no water in it at this point. Um, I think a a tree has partially fallen into it. Marco. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, like as as you kind of are, are looking out into this courtyard, it's just like it's a strange thing to see because people don't have this anymore. You've never seen a, a construction like this. Not that I wouldn't prefer it, but how did people live with so much space? Even I would have a hard time filling all of this. Not sure filling it is the point. It does seem like a lot of space, but perhaps many people lived here. Perhaps. Or perhaps it was a show of wealth. Suppose either could be true. Never put much thought into how people lived before the cataclysm before. So how do you want to go about searching this place? Um Skurlock recommended he he said that she had like, you know, aquariums, basically, that uh would have the kinds of things that he's looking for. So how do you want to go about I think what would make the most sense would maybe start at the center and then pick a direction and go. Trial and error. 
maybe. Just kind of work your way out. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If if you all want to do a group role or if you want to do individual roles, um, you can kind of, you can search independently while also staying in line of sight. There's like hallways and you can kind of fan out down a hallway and open doors. Or if you all just want to stick close together and do a group action, it's it's up to you all how you want to approach it. Um, I could go either way, but I think I'll roll individually. I don't think we should split up, but it's I'm okay if we roll individually. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that you're splitting up in that you're, like, gonna be out of line of sight, but you can kind of spread out a little more. I rolled a study and I rolled a critical. Nice. Okay. This is risky standard. I rolled a survey and I got a six. Jesus Christ, y'all. I rolled a survey and got a two. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. So, um... Banks is too busy thinking about what that swimming pool thing could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we'll start we'll start with Minx and work our way up. So Minx got a two. What did what uh did you roll survey? Yes. Okay. I think that you are are, you know, you're kind of lost in thought, you know, peeking into to rooms and what kind of room would be most distracting? To mix. Huh. Most distracting. Yes. Cool mosaics. Yeah, or like some sort of lounge. Okay. Cool mosaics yeah, and chase locks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the three of you, I think, kind of fan out down a hallway and you're just opening up doors and, and things and kind of calling to each other about if you find anything. And Minx, you you kind of have to shoulder through a, a door that is, is sort of stuck and, and step into a room that is surprisingly well-preserved, all things considered. The windows have been blown out, and so a lot of the furniture in here has has rotted through and, and collapsed and fallen into ruin. But you can still kind of tell what this was. It looks like it was probably a game room of some kind. You recognize a chessboard. It looks like the it had probably a, a wooden frame at one point that's rotted away, but the the board itself was made of stone and is is just it's bizarre. It's just sitting on the floor. It's not cracked. It's dusty and grimy, but it's just this chessboard sitting in the midst of all this destruction. And I think that there are on the kind of starting about halfway up the wall and curving up to cover the ceiling are um, there are mosaics. Oh, they've also fallen into disrepair. A big chunk of the ceiling has fallen in kind of further into the room. A lot of the little tiles have fallen off They're They're just scattered all over the floor. But you can make out kind of some things. There's. I think one that you're able to see relatively clearly is it looks like a few people sitting, some some green, you're not sure if it's a, a rug or a carpet or something. Rug or carpet doesn't really make sense because they're, they're under a tree, but it's like a living tree. So probably grass that they're sitting on. You haven't really encountered much of that. <laughs> uh, I don't think that even like in the greenhouses they have grass because there's no point. Right. So you might not even recognize what the grass is, but it's it's people like sitting under a living tree. And it looks like you, you can see that there's like kind of in the midst of them, there's a big bowl that's it's spilling over 
with, you're able to recognize a couple types of the fruit that are in there, but the rest of them are just, you're guessing it's more fruit, but it's things you've never seen before. Oh dear. Yeah, I think Minx is just going to be mesmerized trying to figure that out for a little bit. Yeah, and I, I think that the the consequence there is that I am um, I'm ticking the clock up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at two out of four. So Blair and Myra, I think Blair is the one who finds the aquarium. You you find a set of double doors that have at like towards the end of this hallway that have fallen inward, um, and Myra is pretty close behind you. I think at this point you two haven't quite noticed that Minx hasn't come back out of the room that she went into. Mm-hmm. Blair, you look through these double doors. It's this long hall, long wide hall, white marble tiled floors, and glass everywhere. The, the floor is covered in broken glass, but you can figure out pretty quickly where the glass was coming from because there are, in, in a couple rows down the length of this hall, kind of, you're pretty sure are the remains of tanks, of these big aquariums mm-hmm. that are like, the smallest ones are like 12 feet long. Ooh. And you can see the, the remains of like, rocks and and pebbles and things there's even like there's sand still piled up in some of them that would have been kind of the um you know the the base the bottom right right. of the of the aquariums and yeah like this is bigger than than anything you've seen like people have fish tanks there's a few fish that aren't super horrifying to look at (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) <laughs> in in the void sea, yeah. void sea fish are very upsetting. They're cute. Also, this is Blair. <laughs> yeah, true. No, this is just Kim. It, I really mean, it's also, fish. also this is Kim. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where, um, where do you think the all the ghost stuff comes from? <laughs> <laughs> so Myra, I think, comes in like right behind Blair into this room, and I think you know the two of you head into the room. Myra, what you find on that critical is you kind of veer off a little bit. I think Blair sort of starts heading straight down the middle, peering into these tanks. Myra, you you head off to the side a little. And you you find impossibly still in a a gilt frame. The the gold on it is flaked and chipped, but you can still see a little bit of the shine. There is this huge painting. Most of the painting uh, is is gone. Uh, it's been torn away. It's been damaged by the elements. But there are are pieces left. And I think like Minx, you find yourself for a moment kind of just transfixed by it as you're trying to figure out what you're looking at. You you recognize fish. Those are the kind of the correct shapes for fish. They're not like any fish you've ever seen. They're bright and colorful, and, and they almost seem to, to sparkle. Water that looks blue, which is just bizarre. Water's not blue. Water is, the void sea is pitch black. And, and there's, you know, bright green kelp and, and all of this very colorful stuff at the bottom. Um, it kind of has the same shapes as some of the coral that you've seen, the, the bleached out white stuff. And yeah, I mean, like, there there is a... A chunk of this, probably a like 
six-inch square chunk that's fairly intact that if you wanted to, you could probably cut away and take with you. I don't think I'm going to deface the ancient painting. Okay. Blair might. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't think Myra would. (laughs) That's fair. So the two of you have found the the aquarium. This is kind of the place that Skrlock wanted you to look for stuff. How would you like to go about looking? It's not very feasible to climb into one of these bad boys, is it? The glass is all broken. Oh, okay. Yeah, then Blair will probably crawl into one of them and just start scavenging, I guess. Okay, so this is going to be risky standard. Hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Four and a one. (laughs) Okay, so a four. Yeah, so you do it, but there's a consequence. So you have to climb into a a few of these tanks, um, or the remains of these tanks. Uh, But you do eventually find one that kind of underneath a lot of broken glass and some fallen chunks of tile, you find like a, a, a big chunk of... I think it's that kind of like that that lacy fan coral. Kim, you probably yeah, know the proper coral. name for fan coral. Yeah, I think it's just uh, a big chunk of of that that is is all in one one piece. Um, it's kind of broken off from like the the base, but it's otherwise intact. Um, and I think that in and you're like this this seems sufficient for Scarlock's purposes, right? Consequence, we're going to tick that clock up to three out of four. That's fine. Myra, what are you doing while Blair is looking? I don't want to leave eyeshot of Blair, but, like, if I can, like, quietly, like, inch towards the way we came, like, Minx? Minx? Uh, yeah, give me a roll to to do this quietly. Prowl, probably. Yeah. Be risky standard again. Four. Oh, Perfect. Mm. No. <laughs> Mano, what did you do? So, Myra, you kind of you inch down the hall a little bit, and you're calling for Minx. And, and Minx, I think you, you hear Myra calling for mm-hmm. you, and that sort of shakes you out of your, your staring. You come out into the hall. The two of you see each other. And Blair, I think, at the same time, you are kind of gently picking up this piece of coral. And it's at that point that all three of you hear this high-pitched, shrieking, banshee-like wail echoing down the hall. Oh, no. You can hear the sound of someone approaching. Uh, Blair? Yeah? Oh, there you are. Good. Uh, let's run. Uh, yep. (laughs) Okay. Uh, give me a roll. I I can't see too many options other than prowl. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. Makes sense. Are we going to do a group? Uh, I'm I'm okay for that. I could lead a group. Sure. Um, it's going to be risky, reduced effect. I got a six. I got a four. I got a five. Okay, so no stress. Result is a six, and it was with reduced effect. So you all just start booking it down the hall. The this this person. Maybe person, you're not quite sure. <laughs> Sounds like a human voice, but whoever they are, shrieking behind you. Also, we heard footsteps. Uh-huh, yeah. 
But the point is, it can't be a ghost if we heard footsteps. Correct. So you break into a run, all three of you, sprinting back down the hall, across the courtyard. Here's the thing. Those wards, they closed up behind you. Oh. So you're going to have to open them up again in order to get out. Mmm. Oof. Can Minx... Minx has done this before. Can Minx just try to, like, wreck them so that we can get through quickly? Like, is this the sort of thing where I can score the wood and disarm them? You can try. Would you like an assist? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can give it a shot. Risky reduced again, just because you're dealing with weird wards that you don't know as well. Uh-huh. She's gonna push herself, because she's okay. trying to do this as fast as possible. Yep. Uh, is that pushing for better effect, or just for more die? Oh, better effect. Better effect, okay. And then Blair's giving you an assist, so you get an extra die there. Four. Four. Okay. So I think that you, you know, you look into the ghost field, you kind of see where these runes are, you you slash through them with the sword to, to break them up, and there's a, a crashing sound from way closer behind you than it should be. <laughs> and the the consequence here is that you do it, but she's caught up to you. <laughs> Oh, no. And so you're able to get a look at this person. They're very gaunt, filthy. Clothes are... It doesn't look like the, the clothes that they're wearing, they're not clothes. It looks like it's like a repurposed curtain that's just kind of been tied on, and that's in tatters. Kind of long, tangled, matted hair. But there there's a, you know, kind of from, from behind her, her hair are... It's a very human face with human eyes that are glowing with, like, ghost field energy. And she is going to kind of shriek again and lunge at Blair. Oh. <laughs> hmm. No, she's not. Well. Um, <laughs> can I roll a command and push myself? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... Whew, let me think. Well, you have that ability, so it's going to be risky, risky standard because of your, your ghost voice ability, yeah. It does say no matter how feral. Okay, that's a five. Uh, okay, yeah, so you do it, but there's a consequence. So, um, yeah, what do you say? Will you just calm the fuck down? <laughs> <laughs> First ghosts, stop, I will help you. This person, what the fuck? Take a chill pill, Brenda. <laughs> yeah. Blue's <laughs> kind of over. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fair. And also, like, there were multiple ghosts. This is a one-on-one -on -one thing. So she she kind of stumbles to a halt and kind of doesn't look quite steady on her feet, is kind of swaying back and forth. And she she points at the coral that you're carrying and just lets out this very, like, pained moan. Mm, shit. Uh. Oh, uh, Minx was just saying, uh, we need to keep moving, Blair. In a second, in a second. Uh -huh. Um, god, this pulls up my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Right, I have to think of a trade. Um. You want something to offer her in return? Yeah, yeah, that's, I'm trying to think of a trade. 
Yeah, one of my free load spaces is fine clothes and jewelry. <laughs> if she's if it's about like her possessions, like maybe Minx has something nice. Like I'm willing to bet Minx brought something. <laughs> I guess yeah. just for like comfort reasons. <laughs> I yeah. don't know why she would have, but I I can I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's a bracelet. Okay, yeah, like we can something try that. that might not get caught on something like. Oh yeah, like like a cuff sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it has just like a small stone on it, and she pulls it off and says, uh, uh, "Here, how about this?" Yeah, give me a roll. Uh, I'm gonna, would this be Sway, probably? Or Consort? Depends on how, uh, how you're approaching it. Like, I think, okay, so I think Consort would be, you are genuinely going to leave it with her. Sway would be, you're gonna act like you're gonna give it to her and then run away. Uh, I think it's genuine, so I'll do Consort. I got a five. Okay. You're, you're holding it out. And she kind of reaches out and and snatches it from your hand, but she has like basically claws at this point on her hands. And just as she grabs at it, she's not being very careful, and she just slashes across your hand. So you're gonna take level one harm, gashed hand, um, which you can resist if you would like. Um, I think I'll just take it. Okay. And the reduced effect, I think, is that. She takes it, and she's holding it, and she's studying it very intently, like turning it over in her hands, holding it right up to her eyes. The three of you are able to climb through the gap in the wards, and you just make it outside the wall before you hear a clatter as she hurls it to the ground, and then a shriek. <laughs> it, it distracted her for just long enough for you to get to the outside. I like that bracelet. <laughs> well, sh- she didn't. <laughs> so... Uh, you're outside, and are you just gonna, like, run for the fence? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so remember that consequence? What's up? Uh, as you're running for the fence, a good 15 to 18 ghosts materialize in front of you, blocking your exit. That's a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. And one of them just points at Blair. Okay, um, Blair just looks back at them and says, What do you want? They just kind of flicker and shift in place. Like, they they are kind of beyond any sort of communication. Right. But, I mean, Blair made them an offer, and I think you're going to either need to make good on it, or you can try to command them again. Yeah, I I think I'll do that. This is a lot more ghosts than I think you were prepared to deal with. (laughs) Um, And I will push myself as well for an extra dice. Okay. That's six. Six, nice. So what do you what do you say? I'll come back for you. Okay. I think that there's kind of a long pause during which time you can hear the person behind you kind of shrieking and then trying to scramble through a window after you, and then the ghost's part. Mm-hmm. Uh the one that was pointing at you lowers its arm, um, and you you are free to sprint for the fence. Yep. And yeah, you you make it out back into the Deathlands. I think you have to you actually don't have to go that far. You you run for a little while, kind of afraid of this person chasing you, but you you realize pretty quickly that she's not pursuing. You would be able to hear somebody coming after you very clearly. And you look back and she's basically stopped right at the, the fence um, and is just staring after you and shrieking. Um, but she can't 
it seems she either can't or won't leave the property. So Jeez, you, you made it away safely. And I'm going to do one fortune roll to see if anything uh, happens on your, your return trip. Uh, okay. No, it, it's, it's a, a again, I, I think you kind of encounter the same sort of things where you run into some ghosts out in the out in the world, but you're able to defend them off. I think at one point you have to like hunker down in some ruins because there's uh, a big ash bear sniffing around and you have to spend an hour oh. just like <laughs> sitting there being very quiet like, oh God, oh God, don't see us. Right. <laughs> but otherwise, um, yeah, you're able to, to make it back pretty okay. And yeah, you, you, uh, you know, I think when you you see the the glow of the lightning barrier on the horizon, uh, that sort of gives a, a new energy. <sighs> and yeah, you're able to get back into the city. And uh, after a, I mean, because you you have been gone for like basically three days, <laughs> hugging a wall like a character <laughs> kissing the ground who's been up water for too long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just. You're able to make it back. Can we hang out in the hound's paw? I need to be around people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it probably is like a little overwhelming for, for a couple, I don't know how long, but for a little while, just like all of the people and the noise and the light and, and everything. It's like, I think it's both a huge relief, but also a little bit like, oh, this is a lot. Yeah. But yeah, you, you, can, you can head into the city and, and go wherever your hearts desire. Uh, as we are going to head into downtime. Woo! Woo! As, as usual, you kind of head out across the city to, to work out some stress and, and reconnect with people. And we see Myra making her way over to Silkshore to the, the next meeting of the Historical Society, where uh, I, I think we, we just kind of see, like, through the, the now-repaired window in the, the front, Myra's sitting at the table, and there's a bunch of, you know, other members of the society sitting around, some looking a little horrified, but most listening in rapt fascination and taking notes as um, she is, is describing something, I think, like, holds up like a sketch that she's made of, of kind of the, the uh, structure of this villa that they saw, just explaining all of the, the history that she's seen. And then we, we kind of fade out on that and, and fade back in on um, Minx is, uh, I think, in probably in like a like proper fencing jacket that I, I think it's, it's clear it doesn't belong to her. I think it's, it's a, a little like uh, short in the sleeves you know, this is clearly something she's borrowing. Her her left hand is is bandaged up, and she's kind of experimentally, sort of practicing some some standard fencing moves while holding uh, the the blade in her right hand. Not not fighting anybody at present, just kind of standing off to the side and then testing this out. And then uh, you know somebody calls for her, and she kind of looks up and and jogs off in that direction. And then from there. We fade over to Skurlock Manor, to that, that dusty study uh, where Lord Skurlock has his, his few visitors. And I, I think that the, I'm, I'm imagining that like this piece of coral is like 
unwrapped, like you'd probably wrapped up yeah. in fabric or something, yeah. is, is sitting unwrapped on this table. And he's just kind of staring at it very intently. Not really much of an expression on his face, but he's just kind of studying it. I imagine Blair is, as usual, sitting on the couch opposite. Yeah. So who talks first? I talk first. You talk first. <laughs> uh, after after a while, he kind of nods. Is like, this will do. It's enough. He nods. <sighs> a bit more than enough, but with these things, it's better to have more than you need. Yeah. So, what's our next steps? I'm continuing to research the process. I will contact you when I have more to go on. I have to be subtle about this, lest Satara catch on to what the plan is. Yeah, be careful. When I was out there, I also found this, and Blair takes out from her pocket um, the uh, torn piece of the painting. Oh, okay. So she, she grabbed that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think she, you know, smooths it out and lays it on the table next to the coral, um, and she glances between it and Skrilla for a few moments and says, I know this is water, but how is it looking like this? I've never, I've never seen anything like this before. Scurlock is currently going on a face journey. <laughs> uh, this is kind of the, the most, like, expression that you've ever seen out of him, aside from that really, like, creepy, bitter laugh he did earlier. I'm so happy. He looks, for a second, kind of sucker-punched. Oh, no. Mm. And then kind of, like, schools his face back into something more, more kind of his, his standard neutral, but... He he very reverently picks this up uh, and stares at it. And uh, for a while, like for for a while, Blair, you think that like maybe he didn't hear you or he's just not going to answer your question. Mm-hmm. But after a long while, he he says, "It looks like this because the water used to be clear, and the sky was blue, and the water reflected the blue sky, and so." It looked blue. Oh. It wasn't always blue. It was blue when the sun was out. At night, it looked the way it does now. And he very, very carefully again sets the, the painting down and is like, he hasn't looked at you since you put that out. Mm-hmm. It's yours if you want it. Uh, that actually gets him to look up again. He looks uh, a little startled and then nods very slowly and just says, Oscar was right. You are uncommonly generous. And then he stands up and leaves. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Skurlock is having an emotion, and he can't do that in front of people. Right. <laughs> uh, but I got him to do an emotion. That was the goal. You got, he had one whole emotion. <laughs> I can retire now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so how, what, is, what is kind of the, I want to like end on, on Blair. What, is, what does she do when after he leaves? Yeah, Blair watches him leave, and I think she just smiles just a little bit to herself um, before gathering her things and exiting as well. Thanks for listening. The Magpies will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod and visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash magpiespodcast. The Magpies Podcast is GM'd and produced by Ree. Follow me on Twitter at Rhiannon42. And check out rpgskillcheck.net for my copy editing and accessibility freelance site. Blair Culhane is played by Kim Kogut. Follow her on Twitter 
at Kim Deanna Jones. Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at Dragon Girl Josie, and watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash Dragon Girl Josie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at Mina Minar. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin McLeod and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. Okay, and that's just sort of general demon research, right? How to deal with demon powers, which I think was uh, the answer to my brain trying to brainstorm elemental... You know, Pokemon. Yes. Defenses. <laughs> ah, he's a rock type demon. That means. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, what's the rock actual steel. way to think about it? Was I think my. Yeah.